Today we are going to be looking at the book of Exodus. And my two years know I talk about the Exodus as often and as much as I can. Um, And it's really important because from understanding the story of the Exodus, we can also understand Jesus at a deeper level. So before we dive in, I will open us up in prayer. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity. Um, Yeah, and thank you that you are our Passover lamb, you are our deliverer, and you bring us into the promised land. And so Jesus, I ask that, um, yes, your spirit would be ministering to and talking to the hearts of each and every student here today. And um, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Yes. So we're just going to jump right in. Um, Exodus 6, 6 to 7. I will read it out in the NIV. Exodus 6, 6 to 7. I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving. And I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you with an outstretched arm and mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. Quite a statement from God. Yeah, and so I will give us a little bit of a refresher on um, Israel at this point in the story of the Bible. So we most likely all know it, but it's always good to remember. So at this point, they had lived in Egypt for 430 years. Um, And they had been oppressed, they had been enslaved for a very long time. The culture of Egypt and Egypt's pagan pagan religion had rubbed off onto them. And so for Israel, uh, their view of God at the time, the worst case scenario would have been that they didn't know Yahweh, they didn't know their God at all. And the best case scenario would be that Israel had been faithful in passing on stories about him to their children. And so they knew that he existed through stories their parents told them, but they would have felt like he had abandoned them in Egyptian slavery. Um, Yes, and so here in Exodus... Six, uh, Exodus 5, sorry, 6, 5 to 7, we see one of the reasons that God brought Israel out of Egypt. We see that the God of Israel freed them so that they could actually know him. We're going to backtrack a little bit. So in Genesis 12, God made a covenant promise to Abraham that through his descendants, God would restore his blessing and his beauty and his presence to the world. In Genesis 17, 
God promises Abraham that he will be the God of Israel and they will be, the, and they will be his people. Now, these are pretty amazing promises, but Israel was never going to be the vessel God used to restore his blessing to the nation, to the nations, um, which was Genesis 12, unless Israel knew God, Genesis 17. So, again, one of the reason why God freed Israel is so that they could know him. He could be their God and they could be his people. What a beautiful desire we see from God's heart in these verses. He freed them so they could have a relationship with him. He redeemed his people so that instead of worshiping idols in a foreign land, they could worship him in the land that he had for them. He delivered Israel to be their very own God instead of just the gods of their ancestors. He saved his people so he could tabernacle among them, right with them, and restore a blessing to the world. So, yes, these three verses are a beautiful testimony to God's love for his people. And now we will look at the next passage. So we'll be looking at Exodus 14, 13 through 14. I will read it out in the NIV version. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. So, the setting. At this point, the exodus has already happened. God's people are free. It's amazing, hopeful, but their worries are not actually over yet. Because right now, it's at this moment that the entire Egyptian army was chasing after them to enslave God's people again. So just imagine with me, you're an Israelite at this time. You are filled with joy, absolute happiness, because for your whole life, you've actually been a slave to the Egyptians, but your God loved you so much that he freed you from that. However, now you see all of Pharaoh's army sprinting across the desert in their chariots, to bring you back to Egypt in chains. You are worried that your freedom was only for a few days, and you are terrified that instead of a hopeful life, um, instead of a hopeful future, you will live the rest of your life under oppressive and back-breaking slavery. That's what was running through the minds of the nation of Israel at the time Moses says this. He answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. So here, Moses was reassuring Israel 
that God was in control, God was faithful, and God would not fail his people. They just needed to trust God. Yes. So what we end up seeing is that God so faithfully, because of course he does, tosses Pharaoh's army into the sea while the Israelites walk out into freedom. Israel didn't need to worry because he held them in his hand. He would not let the Egyptian army enslave the people he had just delivered. God wanted his people to see his character, to understand his nature, and to have full faith in him with no fear in their hearts. Okay. Yeah. So on to the... We'll be going on to the third and the final passage that we'll look at about Israel today. And it's actually in the book of Numbers. Surprise! Numbers 14, 3. Yeah. Numbers 14, 3. So, at this point in the story, the nation of Israel has finally reached the promised, promised land So there should be joy, there should be happiness, there should be thanksgiving. But when Israel hears a report about the land, when they hear a report about the people in the land, this is what they have to say. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go to Egypt? Even though God's people had seen his faithfulness in God providing food, God providing water for them all throughout their journey in the wilderness, Israel still didn't trust God. Israel had been slaves to Egypt for so long that their slavery was more comfortable to them than the challenge of trusting the character of God. Israel was so used to their chains that the people of God actually wanted to put back the shackles on their wrists and head back to Egypt instead of just placing their faith in the character of the God who they knew was faithful. Yeah. So these stories we see throughout the Bible of Israel's mistrust in God is, and it can be, sad to read. However, how often is it that the stories of Israel's doubt in God are actually the stories of our doubts, mistrust in God? So for us today as believers, we know that Jesus is our Passover lamb. We know that Jesus is the deliverer that God raised up to free us from the bondage and the death that sin brings. That's what we've been freed from. God sent Jesus so that we could have a restored relationship with our creator. However, 
again, how often is it that instead of trusting God with our lives, trusting God with our future, that when we're struggling in something, whether it be sin, we'll look and turn and be so overwhelmed by the temptation, um, by what used to shackle us, by what used to have us in in chains, what we used to be enslaved to, how often do we look at that instead of looking to God and running to him in full faith that he will deliver us from our temptations, he will bring, he will, he has already freed us from these shackles, but how often do we turn back and run to them? How often do we turn back to the sin or the habits or the patterns of thinking that might have been so common to us before we truly met Jesus? How often do we turn back to these things instead of turning to the God who saved us from them? Yeah. And... Yes. So Jesus freed us from sin, and now we can know God. We can have a relationship with him. Jesus freed us from our sin, and we don't need to have any more fear. We just need to trust in him and him alone. Jesus freed us from our shackles so that we would never look back. We weren't freed to go back into slavery in Egypt. That's not the calling that God has over any of the lives of the people who he loves, and that is all of us here today. Um, yeah, so <laughs> super short message today, but I am going to ask Pete to come up and lead us in a worship song. And I would like us all to remain seating, to remain seated, um, and really use this time and ask God to speak to us. Because God is a God of communication, and we have his spirit living inside of us, and he wants to communicate. So during this time, I would ask that um, you ask God to reveal a few things to you. Are there any sins? Are there any shackles? Are there any chains in my life that I am so comfortable in and I don't want freedom from? Does that apply to you? Let's ask ourselves these questions. Am I more comfortable living my own life, trusting myself, making my own decisions, than trusting in the character and nature of God? And so as we take this time, I, yeah, God, we're God's children. And he desires to speak to us, and he desires each and every single day to, for us to walk in a deeper and deeper relationship with him. And so if you ask him to speak, God is so faithful and he will speak to you today.